गुड मॉर्निंग नमस्ते ओला बोजूल एंड मैं दिस इज नाम्या जोशी योर होस्ट फॉर द डे वेलकम टू द थर्ड एपिसोड फॉर द पॉडकास्ट ईच वन टीच टेन एंड अमेजिंग वर्ल्ड ऑफ स्टेम एंड इंस्पायरिंग वेंचर वेर वील बी डिस्कसिंग दैट स्टेम इज पार्ट ऑफ एवरी डे फॉर एवरी किड we all will learn together how to build a stem culture and today we are connecting with ms minakshi buroy education evangelist the founder ceo of depedagogics an eminent speaker who is passionately involved in coaching teaching and learning i have some personal wonderful experiences with ms minakshi and i can't forget creating my first huge mantra world fair lesson and meeting you at edu days it's wonderful to connect with you ms minakshi thank you namya and thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast i feel very fortunate and privileged to be here and speaking to you and your audience as well thank you so much ma'am and it's my pleasure to have you on my podcast so how are you doing today and how's the weather well i am doing great and uh, i think the weather is just playing in our favor and it's getting better each day thank you yes ma'am and we would love to know more about you and the work you're doing so could you please introduce yourself certainly so uh, as you all know manami has already introduced me i'm minakshi oberoy i am the ceo and founder of depedagogics and if you ask me who am i at heart well i am an education evangelist at heart i uh, started to work in this field with a passion uh, for for nurturing education and bringing in some kind of an element of uh, innovation some kind of a way in which we could make uh, you know learning more engaging and teaching and learning more dear to our students and teachers and have a more pleasurable experience so i've been here uh you know uh, as 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 the uh, founder of uh, deep pedagogics for the last 5 plus years and before that i had been freelancing uh for in uh, again another 5 years before that i was in teaching so i have a short teaching stint as well of about uh 7 or 8 years and uh, then i've been on my own so that's who i am thank you so much ma'am for that and you've always been an inspiration for so many to strive for more Uh, Ms. Manakshi, you drive programs to accelerate technology benefits in education, and I was researching about you. I f- I found that that you're passionate to design curriculum and train educators so that they can create innovative, challenging, and enriching classroom environments, so that those are conducive to students becoming lifelong learners. We are eager to listen about this passion of yours. Thank you Navya for asking because I think passion is what drives uh, you know excellent and also what I would want to do in my life is follow my passion. So um when I was teaching in the classroom something that I found uh, you know uh, not missing but then I found what drew students is that if you are engaged and if you are interested and if you are passionate about it you will be able to you know immerse yourself and take your learning further so i i devoted much time in thinking about how can we engage students at a deeper level and that became my passion and i called it nurturing education and 
I, when I was researching, I came up with multiple ideas of how to make it happen, what strikes a chord, what is it that's missing, and how can we bring back that spark into our students' teaching learning, and for teachers also to be, uh, to be, uh, to, to be uh, teaching uh, in, in a manner that they feel passionate about it. So one thing that I found was that, you know, one common element between students and teachers is if there is a kind of a challenge or kind of a, you know, a mystery or an inquiry around what we are studying, it just becomes more interesting. So my whole idea is don't just say it all or tell all. Our children should not be just about absorbing or just taking in a lot. I feel that both teachers and students need to be a little enthusiastic and hungry for learning. So that hunger for learning can come in when a teacher designs a, a kind of a plan which has mystery in it and the student has to unfold that mystery and the teacher doesn't know what the expected response is going to be and in our experience we've seen that more often what happens is teachers also are uh, you know are surprised by the kind of responses that they get from their students so that sparks uh, you know the way you uh, teach and learn and you start to think about uh, not only telling but more asking so asking is more than telling is what i have found as as, as something where i can actually you know uh, engage my students and i'm very passionate about it so if someone tells me you know I want my students to learn about this, I would say why, you know, tell me why and I will find you a reason as to why you want to do it and how you're going to do it is going to come next. So if you can find your why and your passion about that content, definitely you can, uh, you know, get others engaged into learning as well. Yes, ma'am. And I'm sure the energy and vibes are recharging our listeners. Um, I love to code and play different types of games. So if you could tell some of the engaging activities that teachers can use in their classrooms integrating STEM. I think, uh, Namya, it's uh, many students, I think, around uh, the world who are getting interested in coding and with the uh, new uh, you know, NEP guidelines as well, we see that coding is going to have a special place in our uh, academics. But I feel if you, if you, if you really present it as coding, it's not only uh, you know intimidating for uh, students but also teachers as well because that's a new language so just like you know today i tell you you need to new, know a new language because you're going to step into another country you're going to be a little hesitant because you don't know the nuances of that world right what are the expectations there what is it that i need to know to uh, learn that language and be comfortable in that country so you can take future here like a country you assume that this is another country that you're going to step into and uh, you know you you have to familiarize your students with that so while the teachers are themselves not very familiar with this new language it's always nice to decipher it in a way that connects with you. So find your bond. Tell me why would you want to code? How of coding can come in later? But first thing first, we have to understand the importance of coding. So to do that, we do these practical, you know, we say, okay, no uh, touching your devices. Let's just get practical. So we do these activities where, 
and I remember I uh, last year R of Code I have gone across schools doing this with teachers and teachers also have enjoyed. So what we did was we printed these uh, you know cards for students. They had to take the steps, but they had to follow what they were being told. So let's say there are three students who are doing this activity. One student was the agent who's going to move and two students were the people who were writing the code. So we didn't tell them that, you know, write the code. We said you have to move from X point to Z point, but you can only move when, uh, you know, your coders tell you to. So we called them coders, but they weren't really coding. They simply said, you know, move two steps forward and then take a right turn and then move three steps forward. So what we were trying to tell them is, you know, imagine you were to move from your home to the nearest shop. Count the number of steps you're taking. Forget that. You're going to make a sandwich. Pick up your steps of writing, uh, making a sandwich and just write them. That's exactly the language of coding. So if you get them into a very practical manner, and you know, I did this uh, activity with my students that um, you have to uh, blindfold the other student and the other student had to follow your directions into uh, simply just uh, picking up a particular book from your bag and bringing it out of your bag. So you know what you're doing is you're getting them into a mode of thinking and that kind of a computational thinking becomes a way of life and that's the way we live. So you do these uh, you know activities uh, outside of and uh, without any threatening environments get them in a coding mindset by doing these computational thinking activities you know you could help them to learn to code here and you know they will also realize how this is going to be uh, absolutely what you do in your daily lives and it's not some rocket science that they need to learn so basically breaking it down into smaller portions and then you know telling them that same thing if you take it into a a, 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 a computer language that's called coding Yes, ma'am, I really second that practical coding and can help the students to get engaged in the classrooms. And as far as research, the number of women in STEM fields has grown over the past years and keeps growing. Yet, ever since these fields have become male dominant, but what do you think is the reason? And please suggest how can we involve girls in it? Um, Nana, I would say while you talk globally, this is absolutely true. But locally, if you talk about the Indian scenario, it is definitely true. But it's not true to that much of an extent as you talk about it globally. So yes, uh, you know, stereotypes and cultural norms dampen the girls from getting into STEM. But I believe that there are ways in which you can actually uh, you know, uh, turn around the numbers and look at our CBSE results and everything. You always see there are some girls who are outshining the boys. I would never call it a comparison between boys and girls. I think they're all humans, little humans who are performing and some perform at some level, the others perform at another level. Also, I think with STEM, uh, we see a large number of uh, our, uh, you know, girls also going in for engineering or, uh, you know, medicine or, uh, uh, you know, uh, other, other STEM fields. But, uh, of course, you know, if you go deeper into, uh, you know, our cities or uh, deeper into our villages, there are stereotype threats, there are, uh, you know, uh, identity issues as far as girls are concerned. And uh, probably even, uh, you know, sometimes you see barriers of uh, uh, cultural, uh, you know, barriers out there. 
but uh, I, I believe there's loads that uh, you know we can do in this uh, field and uh, there is loads uh, there are a number of ways in which we can engage once again i would want to say that you know talking a lot uh, to the parents also about it let's say you know i'm about to initiate a coding camp as i'm going to you know now it's first week of december we already into uh, the, the week of coding and we are going to get coding really heavy but what we do is we only stick to talking to the students we excite them the school gets excited teachers get excited but we are leaving out a very important stakeholder and that is a parent a parent needs to understand why my child needs to still pick up a device and do something more on that and that to coding so they uh, you know in 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 uh, in the tier 1 cities you will still find parents who take to coding and send their student children for coding classes but beyond that i think we simply need to do an opening of the minds uh, and and you know uh, create community influences uh, have some resilient strategies in place uh for example you know engaging uh, you know uh, uh, parents or grandparents for that matter in this and and you'll see there's a spark out there and you know they'll be able to take it better number 2 definitely please do not teach the content teach in context like i've always said what matters is that why should i learn this so if i need to solve a particular problem and coding can help me solve that problem i would be more interested and you know i would not say someone that you know go ahead try make code go ahead try scratch i would say tell me a problem that you are going to solve and i'll tell you multiple you know tools coding tools that you can use to solve that problem and learn that uh, you know uh, learn how to uh, uh, to to move towards this uh, challenge and uh, probably even demonstrate proficiency uh, on uh, in in word uh, in, in in problem solving using these tools so our crux should be the context the context could be problem solving context could be beyond what is uh, what we uh, what we call you know content teaching uh, how will i teach uh, coding in math how will i teach coding in english why not you do storytelling storytelling has certain steps now why do you need to do those steps coding plays a great role and helps your child do that much quicker or even in not even quicker i would say in a very systematic manner so coding if accepted as a way of conducting yourself i think will have much wider acceptance not only amongst boys but also amongst girls yes ma'am this will surely help to involve not only girls but also everyone into stem so that they can be change makers and i really wanted to know from you that what are the career opportunities for girls if they adopt stem tough very tough namya because <laughs> the world is changing each day and yeah ma'am we don't know what jobs are going to exist tomorrow so for us to say that you know stem is something that will get you this no i would like to put up uh, in a way to say that stem is going to open many different doors for you because your mindset becomes such that you are open to exploring diverse fields within stem so you're not just uh, you know i think even these days i never ask a student to say okay you're doing engineering what field is it i say that if you're doing let's say uh, aeronautical engineering what would you do or what kind of a job do you land after this you do not just uh, you know uh, work on a, 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 a macro specialization you get into micro specializations 
for example, my daughter uh, is, you know, uh, has just completed her BDS. She's going to go for her MDS. My constant question to her is, even if you're going to become an endodontist, what's your specialization within that? So micro specializations are very important. Think deeper about every subtopic that you read and, and, and you know, uh, give it a considerable thought. Don't just uh, don't just accept uh, that, okay, now that I'm doing my uh, master's, this is what I, or even if you're doing your MBA, let's say, yeah? So, and, and you have an engineering background. Now, you're going to be a STEM expert there. What is it that you will, uh, what, what problem of the world would you be able to solve? Or what is the area in which you would like to focus? Uh, would it be, uh, let's say, if you are an electrical engineer, would you be talking about electromagnetic waves? Are you going to? Uh, are you a circuit expert? Are you going to be a digital, digital uh, signal processing, you know, expert? There are no designation these days, and all of these fields are as open as you want them to be created. We could not think of GPS engineers some time back, right? Now you see engineers who have ma macro specializations. We never thought of, you know, solar power uh, systems engineers, but we do have micro specializations even within solar power coming in so it, it's really vast so it's difficult to say what are your career choices they're as wide as you can think of them to be and uh, if you have a micro specialization just about follow it yes miss manakshi it's been such a wonderful experience to collaborate with you and our listeners want to know that where can they find you online well, I'm all over. <laughs> so you <laughs> can find me on Twitter. My handle is at Minakshi Oberoi, M-W-N-A-K-S-H-I-U-B-E-R-O-I. I'm there on Instagram. I'm there on LinkedIn, on Facebook, or you could even find my enterprise, Deeper Projects, uh, with the same handle, D-E-P-E-D-A-G-O-G-I-C-S, on Twitter, Instagram, uh, you know, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn. We're all over. And of course, you know, we have our own website that is deeppedagogics.com. You can reach out to us for anything to do with education. We'll be happy to cater to you. Thank you, ma'am. And before we sign off, any message you would like to give to our audience? Well, Namia, while talking to you, I think I am always very energetic. So my message to everyone would be stay inquisitive, stay hungry for learning, uh, stay enthusiastic and just be your best. Don't try and be someone. Be your best possible. Thank you so much, Ms. Minakshi. Talking with you today, I understood that it is vital to explore, experiment and create as it will be organic. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you, Namia, for having me here. And thank you, Nicholas, for listening to us. Thank you so very much. Please thank take you, care everyone. and stay safe. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast, and I'll see you in the next one. Till then, each one, teach 10.